This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. What's up, Goreheads, and welcome to another episode of the Extreme Horror Replay Podcast. And we regret to inform you that, unfortunately, we are putting out another episode. (laughs) (laughs) I am here with my beautiful wife, Nancy. She is sitting to my left. Say hello, Nancy. Hello, Nancy. And this episode, we're digging into the vault and going back to 19... uh, something or other and 19 uh, late 70s early 80s yeah i think it's 84 i don't know but this week we're covering sleepaway camp from that year way back it was a long time ago (laughs) when guys wore short shorts very short shorts very very short Mm -hmm. shorts yeah they're they're showing some uh there's a little bit of coin purse Hanging, hanging out the bottom of the, uh, hanging out the bottom of the shorts there. But, um, okay. Before we get into the movie, we're going to do our would you rather. And the queen of would you rathers has one for me, has one for us. So go ahead, hon, take it away, please. Okay. Given that this movie kind of conjures up feelings of recollecting one's youth. Okay. Okay. Let's take yourself back to 16 years old. All right. Would you rather <laughs> Okay. be incredibly smart or incredibly attractive, and that includes being well-endowed? Okay. <laughs> so incredibly smart. So would I rather be incredibly smart or would I rather be incredibly attractive with if? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A large member. <laughs> That's a tough call because I'm already both. When I was 16, I was already... I knew you when you were 17, and I don't think you would have changed that much. (laughs) You don't think I would have changed that much? If you were going where I thought you were going, you know, you being so great at 16, what happened when you turned 17? Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Ah, man. Based on my... Probably smart. Well, and... I think smart. Okay. Um, of course, it's it's what you do with this gift. Right. I mean, there are incredibly smart people out there that don't use it to their potential. And so, you know. But I think I think under the terms of the would you rather that you, you, you would basically, if you're incredibly smart, you would also use that to your advantage. Much like being attractive and having a large member, you could use to your advantage that way. Well, let's say, like, if you were smart, yeah, you could probably, you know, become a doctor or a lawyer, but you would have to rely on your own, your own gifts that would have to be, you'd have to rely on your own thinking. It would have to be your work you're putting in. If you decided that you were going to be extremely attractive. Okay. I mean, some of these bimbos, they don't even have like half a brain cell in their head, but they find themselves a smart guy or a rich guy right who probably sells drugs (laughs) right and they don't have to do shit they're just sitting on their ass just you know getting their nails done and i think i think for the case of a would you rather if you're gonna be smart you'd have to assume that 
being smart at 16 would lead you to bigger things. That's not necessarily so, though. That's what I said. The caveat is you don't know if it's going to take you anywhere. You don't know if it's going to make you rich. That's all on you. Just like even if you're extremely attractive, it would still be on you to like go out there and find somebody. Well, you didn't put that in the stipulation. You didn't put that in the would you rather. I would have said, would you rather (laughs) be rich or would you rather be attractive? That is what you said. No, I said smart or attractive. Oh, okay. But so smart doesn't necessarily mean rich. But I think if you're talking about a would you rather, we're thinking, we're overthinking this way too much. <laughs> I think if you're, if you put this in the terms of a would you rather, that you would have to assume or presume that if you're smart at 16, you're going to use those smarts to get further. But if you're attractive, no, not- you'll be a dullard. But use your looks to get farther. That's the generalization. I think, can... I think there are a lot of people that are extremely smart, but didn't want to put it towards making a huge income. Why wouldn't you? Maybe they just want to live the life of an average person, just helping people. <laughs> you know? What if you had... Helping people how, though? Let's say you were smart enough to have developed a cure for cancer. Well, then obviously you're going to be a rich motherfucker. Maybe. That's not why you did it, though. But you, you're still gonna you're still gonna be smart and use your smarts to make money. Yeah, but there are a lot of people out there, like there are a lot of celebrities that have a bunch of money, but they live like hobos. Name one. Keanu Reeves. He doesn't live like a hobo. He donates most of his money, from what I've heard. Okay. I don't like you equating <laughs> smart with money because that's a slippery slope. If you can equate smart with money, you can equate attractiveness with money, so they would be even. But you're making different kind of money. I mean, it's all money, obviously. But my but... argument is, if you're smart, you're making the money. If you're attractive, it's your your partner making the money. Not necessarily. What if you're a model? Yeah. Have you seen some of the gargoyles that these models are married to? <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is if you're attractive and you use that talent, your attractiveness. But if you're a model, you're retired by the time you're 30 years old. <laughs> That's just where how how it is. Okay. If you're smart, you can be smart and smart and smart until it, it starts to fade, you know, <laughs> until you're like a lot older. Okay. But if you're intelligence smart, will last a lot longer, I guess I should say. If you're smart and you're retired by 30, that's like living the dream. Uh, I don't think, I don't think a model is going to retire on her millions <laughs> of dollars. She's going to find somebody that's going to take care of her and some old pervert <laughs> out there is going to be all like, I got the money. And all I want is to date a model, even if it's a has-been model. Okay, fair enough. But I still think, <laughs> I still think that if you are, I still think in either case, you're going to make money, but you're going to make it differently. That's the point I was trying to make, yes. 1983. Sleepaway Camp from 1983. <laughs> okay, so what did you pick? I picked smarts. I, I picked smart, but I think I picked it for a totally different reason than you did. Okay, well, why did you pick it? Because there's a lot more you can do with your intelligence than just make money. I'm just thinking about money. <laughs> <laughs> Beauty fades, and it fades quick. Okay. You know, there's only so many facelifts you can get. Right. And then, you, for instance, the, um, the cat woman. Yeah. She is a billionaire. Is she? Yeah. So she got divorced from her husband, who was a billionaire, and she walked away with, I believe, like $3.8 billion. So she didn't earn it on her own. No. I I don't know that I've ever seen her 
before. Well, she looked normal. I mean, she's just, you know, she's an attractive, normal woman. So she blew her money on facelifts and surgery, plastic surgery to look like a cat. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, all right. <laughs> okay. So the movie that we covered this week is Sleepaway Camp from 1983. I think we spent way too much on that, would we rather? <laughs> you, know, you always ask me to do them, and then we always go way too in-depth on, like, analyzing our answers. <laughs> That's because when I do them, they suck. (laughs) Uh, Sleepaway Camp from 1983. Scores a 6.2 on IMDb, a 3.2 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Uh, It stars People, and I'm sure most most horror fans out there have seen this movie. I I can't imagine that you wouldn't have. Um, Obviously... This is one of those big movies, or not big movies. This is one of those movies that has the big twisty turn at the end. Uh, so if you haven't seen this movie, be forewarned that there will be spoilers, obviously, because that's what we do. And um, yeah, we're going to dig into this one because it's not really, I don't know. Do you like this movie? I don't, I'm not a huge fan of this movie. No, it just, it doesn't have a lot of nostalgia. No, it's got a lot of nostalgia with like the clothes that they wear and stuff, but it doesn't have a whole lot of content, quality content, I guess. Well, the... like the whole movie is just kind of like fun and games until you get to like the serious part at the end. Well, yeah, that's true. And Ricky, the one of the main characters, pretty much does nothing but yell at the other campers yeah. the entire time. And those little tramps that are like constantly making fun of <laughs> Angela. Yeah, Angela. Judy. I can tell it's Judy because she has it <laughs> ironed on. Emblazoned yeah, on her on shirt. Yeah, on her, her, her shirt. It's probably like a velour, <laughs> velour patch or lettering. So, I mean, I guess we're supposed to get like super annoyed with them. And if that was the case, then they did succeed. Oh, for sure. In that endeavor. But um, as far as like quality content, I mean, her not liking Angela is not going to... Well, that's really about the depth of the movie. It's just that they all pick on Angela and, and until the very end, and then the reveal is revealed. But that's when I don't get the revealed. It's she's not like showing anybody. I mean, what's revealed is something that's gonna like it's gonna hurt her too. I mean, well, people are gonna get grossed out. They're gonna be, you know. Well, right, but I mean, it's one of those movies that like, like, how's that uh, gonna hurt Judy when Angela comes out at the end? It's not gonna <laughs> hurt Judy at all. I mean, I, Judy might be dead by that point. I, I think she is. I think she, yeah, she does die. Oh, yeah, she gets the uh, curling iron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, okay, so I see what you're saying. I, I, I just think, I don't know, this one for me hits it, because I didn't see this one, you know, early when it came out. This was like a, probably a early 2000s watch <laughs> for us. I didn't, I don't think, I I saw it once when, when you and I were dating, and then I will always remember the documentary. I think it was a documentary that we watched that had Angela, the real Angela in yeah. real life. And she said that she w- goes to conventions and every convention they tell her, you're the chick with the dick. <laughs> 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 and she's all like, well, yeah, how would you like that to be your claim to fame? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know that she'd been in anything prior to this. And Oh, yeah, it yeah, was probably like yeah, her her fifteen minutes. Yeah, I, but yeah, she does. She definitely does. Felicia Rose definitely does a lot of conventions. 
Um, and when she does them, I know like, you know, scrolling through Instagram, I've seen, you know, our other podcast friends who have met her and got a you know, a signing or whatever. She's always doing that. Like I, Mm -hmm. like the yelling face at the end, uh, which by the way, (laughs) it takes balls. If you're, if you're her, when she was this young, it would take balls to take this role. Well, yeah, because I think you'll take balls. (laughs) (laughs) Pun. It'll, it'll forever be emblazoned, like you said. She's the chick with the dick. Um, I don't know if you know this, but it was actually they they got or they hired a college guy uh, or a college aged guy had to get him drunk or he had to get drunk in order to pose like that, and then they just put I think it was just a mask like hmm. a cardboard mask does, of it, her face. It doesn't look very very real, but yeah. yeah. But so. It, a lot of people might think that that is, I know you're going to go through the synopsis and everything, but I just, I feel it necessary to pay homage to like one of the best scenes. (laughs) Because a lot of people think that the big reveal at the end is going to be the most poignant um, of all the scenes of the movie. But I believe. (laughs) (laughs) I know where you're going. (laughs) The mind over matter. Party trick. Has to be, and I can't stress this enough. <laughs> <laughs> the best scene. If you haven't seen Sleepaway Camp, it, it, the whole movie is worth it just to see that scene because I I, I laugh every time I see it. Yeah, it we, takes a lot to get me to like we, belly laugh. We have it on in the background on mute, and we made it up to that part <laughs> <laughs> just long enough for Nancy to see it. <laughs> concentrate concentrate i can't stress this enough (laughs) (laughs) okay so let's dig into the movie here um okay starts out there's uh two young kids uh on a sailboat with their father and there's another pair of kids pulling another young girl teenagers yeah teenager um doing uh water skiing uh the there's a boy and a girl in the boat they are uh they're driving they're driving the boat and the yeah. girls water skiing behind them yeah 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 and the girl says my dad's got a boat twice this big can i drive it i can drive it my dad's got a boat twice this big and the guy's like yeah but is your dad going to going to hire me if i get fired for letting you drive it and she just kind of like like breaks him down to the point where he's he's like all right go ahead i'll let you do it power of the pussy yeah well <laughs> So the girl takes over driving the boat. She doesn't see the sailboat with the kids, who the father and Typical the two kids. woman driver. <laughs> the two kids and the father had fallen into the lake. She ends up running over them with the boat, with the motorboat. <laughs> How in that entire lake she just runs over a family next to a sailboat? I have no idea. Like you said, woman driver. <laughs> <laughs> you said it first, not me. <laughs> Um, then we cut to Aunt Martha. This is eight years after the boating accident. Aunt Martha, Ricky, and Angela. Uh, Ricky and Angela are leaving, getting ready to leave for Camp Arawak, which is the camp that the the movie takes place at. And Aunt Martha is this very, very, I don't know, how do you, how do you describe, she's like over the top, like animated, she's almost like a cartoon character. Mm-hmm. And and like her mannerisms and her, oh, I forgot to do the the, the da, 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 da. maybe they they did that just so that you would remember 
her character when you're at the end because she she's a doctor. She's supposed to be a doctor, yes. And you remember she's a doctor that's very eccentric. Extremely eccentric. And so when you get to the end and you see the ending, you're all like, oh, that oh. explains why this. Yeah. Yeah, that could be true. I don't know. She's just like, yeah, I had the best. I, the only way I can describe her is like a living cartoon character. Yeah. Just very, very animated, like, very yeah. vocal, very like flamboyant. Like she's, <laughs> like she's like an amateur actor and she's in a play and she's doing like really badly. <laughs> So they're getting ready to go off to camp and she's telling them, okay, well, I got this. I got you snacks for the bus ride. I got you everything that you need. And she's just, yeah, being really goofy. And they're cousins. And the, yes, they are cousins. Uh, Marty. Now all the kids are coming in. They're getting off the bus. They're rolling off the bus. Marty is the is the camp cook. And he is just like an ultra creep. And he's talking to his like two or three like underlings and James Earl Jones's uh, father in real life. It's James Earl Jones' dad. And he's talking, he's telling them like, oh man, you know, like look at all this fresh young meat. We call them spring chickens and we call them baldies. Definitely and... something that would not fly Ooh, in today's no, 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 no. woke culture. No. Um, so they're, they're all going, you know, and he's, yeah, he's just creeping on all these young kids that are coming into the camp. And, um, <laughs> all the kids are at the, in the cafeteria. They, you know, Angela throughout this whole movie, Angela really doesn't say much of anything. Yeah. She's just and, very uh, introverted and just really shy. And here's Ricky yelling again. You stupid prick. You fucking <laughs> He's constantly sticking up for her, protecting her. He, yeah. Throughout the entire movie, he does. Um, so Angela doesn't eat. Uh, one of the camp counselors takes Angela into the um, kitchen area. Marty is like, oh, you know, I got myself a loner here. Yeah, so he takes proof. takes <laughs> takes her into the freezer or the cooler, tries to, you know, like undo his pants. And then, of course, Ricky comes in and is like, hey, you motherfucker, you're going to stop, whatever. Now, the one thing that we noticed, and every time we watch this movie, because we have seen it, what, three or four times, five times, whatever, is the stock pot that's on the oven. And they're cooking the, they're cooking corn on the cob for, what, maybe 100 kids, 50 kids? I don't even know. That's a lot of cobs. But it, it, it's a ton of cobs. Uh, so this stock pot on the oven has got to be damn near Ginormous. four feet tall. And maybe two feet in diameter or something. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's almost like. Again, it's almost comical. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's size. Yeah. And proportions. So so Marty is standing over the stock pot because it's so tall that you have to actually stand on like a, a step stool to get to the top of it. Absurdly tall. <laughs> It's easily four feet tall. And, and it's then on a regular, you, like the oven's at yeah, regular height. If you, yeah, if you take the, the, stove the, top the height it. of the oven and the stovetop, there's probably, what, three and a half, maybe four yeah. feet there. Well, he had to climb on a ladder just to get... Right. So he's he's adding salt and butter to the water to cook the corn on the cob. And somebody comes up behind you. You don't see who it is. They grab a hold of the, the step stool and they're like yanking it and pulling on it and getting ready. And he grabs a hold of a shelf above the the stove and whoever is holding on to the stool gives it a yank 
Well, Marty falls forward, grabs hold of the giant stockpot that's got all this boiling water in it, and pulls it over on him. Yeah, why he needed to pull it onto himself, I have no idea. <laughs> he could have just fallen down, and that would have been that. He could have. I, I think it would have been funnier. I mean, based on the characters that we've seen, it would have been funnier if he fell into the stockpot and, like, his feet were sticking out of the, out of the top He's of a it. big guy. I don't think that would be, like, just physically go possible. With it. I don't, just, I'm just go with just, it. I'm just telling you. I just go with it. He'd have to shrink. <laughs> Why you got to do that? I, I'm sorry. It would have been funnier if he fell into the stockpot. <laughs> <laughs> So this anyway, isn't Looney Tunes. So you have to actually have some sort of sense of. Well, I'm I'm thinking of Aunt Martha. Uh so <laughs> so anyway, he pulls this giant stockpot of boiling water onto him, and his skin starts boiling and blistering and bubbling up, and it's all nasty. So Marty gets hauled off by the ambulance. Uh, I don't even know who. What is the name of the um the owner? Do you remember? Oh, I. It looks like uh he's creepy looking. I can't yeah, I don't know. He's got what the his comb name over was. and kind of, not Abe Vigoda. I can't think of who no. I'm thinking of. But anyway, so yeah, the owner of the camp is like, okay, let's get this guy out of here. We don't want to tell the kids. We just you know, he went and found a new job, whatever. Um Face it, dating sucked in your twenties, gets worse in your thirties, and your forties, forget it. It's a cesspool out there, and we're your flotation device. Join us weekly for saucy chat, ridiculous love gurus, and milf-worthy fun to spice up your life. The Milf, milf and, and Me podcast. podcast every Wednesday on your favorite pod platform and the MilfandMePod.com. The Milf, milf and, and Me podcast. <laughs> so, like Nancy mentioned just a little bit ago. Uh, or like Nancy mentioned just a little bit ago, different inflection. <laughs> this is where we come to the mind over matter trick. And they have this kid, Mozart, laying down on the ground <laughs> and or laying on the, on the floor of the cabin. Ricky He's is... He's a nerd. He, his, <laughs> you know, his, his clothes that he wears, his shirts are like... Three, t- three sizes too small. Too small, and, yeah. Yeah, he's constantly playing on his little electronic his little handheld video, video game. game. Yeah, he's he's a dork. Like, a, t- a typical 80s movie dork. So, Mar- or, uh, uh, Mozart is laying on the, on the floor of the cabin. He's got a blindfold over his eyes. And Ricky's telling him, okay, what you got to do is you're not going to be able to do this sit-up. But you got to focus. You got to yeah. focus you got to focus all your yeah, energy into not, doing this setup. <laughs> you're not going to be able to elevate your head. It just will <laughs> not be able to happen just because of gravity or something like that. He, he, he explains it so that you would actually believe it. Like, right. after I'm done saying this, you will not be able to levitate off the ground. He, get, he said, But he says, you you got, you got to focus all your energy yeah. into doing if this setup. If you do setup, focus it, mind over mind matter. matter. You mind can, over matter. You can get... You can lift up your head and defy the odds, defy the defy nature. And again, he's got this blindfold over his head. So just as Ricky starts counting down from three, three, two, one. Concentrate, concentrate. He, <laughs> I can't stress this enough. <laughs> he pulls the blindfold off of Mozart's head, off his eyes, and there's a kid standing right above him who's got bare ass, and Mozart's face goes right Does- into. The bare ass, yeah, and it makes full... like a, it makes like a, like, I can't yeah, even do it. Yeah, a slap, like a, a full, like a sound. yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, he, he totally. And you know those kids were not showering. 
at camp. <laughs> so that dude had swamp he ass. He did, yeah, a swamp ass face plant. <laughs> and it, it just, it was, like I said, <laughs> it, to describe it verbally just doesn't do it justice. You have to watch no, it. Oh, that's one of those ones. You, you definitely got to see it. Um, so now we have a baseball game between the young boys and the older boys. And we get the eat shit and die. And then Ricky says, well, you eat shit and live and stuff like that. So they go back and forth. Uh, there's a lot of like the males or the, the, the boys in this movie. It's almost like homoerotic. Like all the guys, like the older, the older boys, like they want to go skinny dipping. Mm-hmm. The girls don't want to. The guys say, fuck it. We're going to go in there and we're going to do it themselves. And then a little bit later, they have a water balloon fight. They're all standing up on this roof and they're throwing water balloons and they got their shirts off and they're all like, you know, playing around, slapping each other and doing all this There's stuff. There's a little male, a level of male camaraderie that, that doesn't, doesn't ring exist actually genuine. Yeah. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't seem genuine. It just seems like it's, it just seems like they go overboard with the whole male bonding. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so maybe it has something to do with the shorts, I, it, but I was thinking the shorts, yeah, they're, they're very short shorts, but they're kind of like hiked up to their, like right underneath their boobs. <laughs> so they're going to, anything's going to be short if it's hiked up that, that high. Well, like I said, the, the, you, you practically see like chicken skin duffel bag yeah. under there. And well, yeah. And you've got these guys <laughs> in the crop tops, another, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a crop top and then you get high shorts, then you get, you know. Oh Yeah. There's a little bit of confusion. Yeah. Did you notice that when the guy, <laughs> the guy goes into the bathroom to take a dump, he pulls down his shorts mm-hmm. to take a dump. He's not wearing underwear. He's just wearing the shorts. Oh, he's going commando. Yeah. So yeah. it's like that, that remember that episode of Friends when, is, is it Phoebe's boyfriend lifts his knee up on the coffee table and was it oh, Chandler's? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got back from the gym and had to tie his shoe. Or, <laughs> was it? Was it Friends or was it Seinfeld? No, it was Friends. Was it Friends? Yeah. Okay. So, oh, yeah. Okay. I do remember that. But, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, after the boys go skinny dipping, one of the boys, Kenny, takes a boat ride out with one of the other girls. I don't even know who it was. Somehow the canoe gets tipped over and Kenny ends up dead the next morning on the beach. He's got snakes crawling out of his mouth. He's all like chewed up from turtles or fish or whatever. Just looks kind of gnarly. Um, Angela doesn't play volleyball. She doesn't swim. But she does uh, play with, well, like we just said, the water balloons. Actually, she gets splashed with the water balloons from the older boys that were standing on the roof wearing their homoerotic outfits. Um <laughs> Billy is <laughs> Billy, who is he, he's actually one of the main antagonists uh, from the boy side. He's like the the head boy guy, whatever. Mm-hmm. And as Nancy just said, he goes to take a shit, and somebody comes up behind him, or like cuts a hole in the screen of the outhouse or whatever, and drops a uh, bee's nest or wasp hornet whatever nest into the crapper with Kenny or I'm sorry with Billy and he ends up getting stung to death by the bees. Uh again another death. You see the bees crawling all over his face and he's got like boils and blisters and bumps all over him. She knocks another one off. She. How do you know it's a she? Well we're just we're supposed to assume the killer. She's the killer. So, <laughs> we're supposed to assume she's so she's so quiet. So she's actually putting a target on her. 
Because you're like, of course, it's always the, the shy, quiet types that are the, the psychopaths. You're shy and quiet. Exactly. <laughs> you sleep with one eye open. Yeah. I sleep with my back to you most nights. Probably not a good idea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. Judy and Paul make out during a game of Capture the Flag. And Judy was the love interest last summer of Ricky. Uh, let's see. Paul actually likes Angela, but Judy's just a big whore. And yeah, she wants are, to. Are we allowed to say whore anymore? I don't even know. I think you can say whore. She she's, has a huge whore. She's promiscuous. And, and she gets, she takes it personally when guys aren't like falling all over themselves for her. Right. Because her, she's. Her giant side pony. She's she's the uh in or uh she's the wanted the wanted teen girl. Yeah, she's there. the in vogue. She's the one that uh the girls all want to be like. Uh, girl in her head. teen girl <laughs> from far far away Bill. <laughs> uh let's see. Meg wants a dinner date with Mel. Meg is one of the female camp counselors. Yeah, and so she's all coming on to the the old. He's like seventeen, or she's like seventeen or eighteen. And Mel, Mel oh, yeah, Mel, Mel is the owner of the camp, and she's yeah, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, she's like she's like ooh, Mel, like, you know? after him, which is disgusting. And I mean, this was a long time ago. He looks to us like he's probably in his sixties, but yeah. in the early eighties, that probably was like what the average like forty year old guy looked like. Because, I mean, they, they aged a lot quicker, you know, because they didn't have, like, the hair transplants. They had to do the comb over, and they all smoked and drank, and, you know, they did everything that would accelerate your appearance, your age. <laughs> right. Possible. How does Angela stay with that stare so long? I, I don't I don't get that. I don't know how she does that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe she's been able to train herself. Right. Nash is out in the other room watching, watching Rocky. <laughs> I don't know why he likes that movie, but yeah, Rocky. Um, let's see. So let's see. Meg wants a dinner date with Mel. Uh, instead, she gets stabbed in the back while she's taking a shower. So she is dead now. Um, Judy gets a hot curling iron to the snooch because she was picking on Angela. And again, we don't know who the killer is, but we have to suspect because the quiet introverted ones apparently are psychopaths. Um, <laughs> Mel decides that he's going to take it upon himself to blame Ricky and he ends up beating Ricky uh, like giving him a couple smacks and pushing him around and everything. Actually, this is the scene right here. He <laughs> Mel's got the uh, the gold chain around his neck, like he's some he, like ladies' man. He's I can't. Who does he look like? I can't think of who he looks like. You know, on um the old Looney Tunes, how they had the two mobsters. Yeah, and they had the short guy that had the the big lips. <laughs> yeah, that's who he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> but he's tall and skinny. But his face looks like the well, short yeah. guy with the big lips. Yeah, he does. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that's true. Um, <laughs> Angela can't swim. Uh, let's see. Angela invites Paul for a night swim. And then we get a flashback to the young boy told by Aunt Martha that he is going to be raised as a girl. And this is where we learn, like Nancy said earlier again, that um, Aunt Martha is just kind of weird. She's she's a little bit out there, and 
So we find out that the young boy that was in the boating accident in the beginning with his father um, turns out that Aunt Martha, well, is... Okay, how do you explain this? Aunt Martha was the father's sister. So the young girl and the father died. Aunt Martha took the young boy Mm -hmm. and raised her or raised him as a girl because she already had a son. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so that's that part. That's, That's the first big twist. And then the counselors find Angela and Paul at the lake while they're doing their night swim. Um, Paul's head is resting in Angela's lap. She's caressing his hair. And then she somehow shifts her, you know, like shifts or whatever. Um, and then Paul's head rolls off onto the sand. Angela stands up. She's butt ass naked and she has a dick. (laughs) Plain and simple. And then you get that like forever frightful scream face looking like freaky like you'd have to see yeah. it to understand yeah it. it's again that's one of yeah like yeah exactly it's something you have to see to understand but and maybe if you see it somebody out there might be able to tell us what the sex appeal is about mel or does he just have this feeling like intrinsically does he think that he's he's sexy and that's why he's got the gold <laughs> chain and why he thinks that a 17 year old girl would actually be interested in him I don't know. I mean, it's just a. It's a. It maybe was, she has ulterior motives besides. I think it's, it's just... a gross, gross factor that they added to the movie that is not necessary, but it's creepy nonetheless. It is. Well, yeah, very creepy. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be in this movie. I mean, it, I mean so yeah, turns out that Angela is a dude, uh, at least partially or somewhat. So yeah, that's the movie. Um, kind of a brief plot synopsis. This one's really easy to go through. Yeah, like I said, there wasn't a whole lot of um, there wasn't a whole lot of content until you get to the very end, and then it just kind of like explodes in your face, and then the movie's done. <laughs> that could almost be a pun. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't yeah. thinking that, but okay, you're sick. You know that? Yeah. Uh, all right. So, what? Plain and simple. What do you put this on the gore score? Gore score, um, hmm, uh, maybe a two, and that's just because of um when the guy was getting all the wasp stings, uh-huh. and he has those little like like um um the boils and stuff. Yeah, they're like um barnacle looking things, but they made them red. Oh well, I mean, it would be like a like a uh what the hell would you call that? Not a boil, but like a a, a lesion. No, it Something. looked, you'll have to go, it looked like, like red barnacles. Barn- and it was just gross. <laughs> okay. So I give that a, a, for a two just for the barnacles. And then what, well, what about like the, um, the kid who, who got tipped over in the canoe? Mm, we don't even see. Well, you see him, you see the end result when he washes up on shore, he's got the snake crawling out of his mouth uh, and he's all like chewed up. I don't, they phoned that one in, I think. I think <laughs> it, it they didn't they didn't really do a good job like right. trying to freak us out with that all right and then overall what do you give this overall i give this overall because we have watched it like you said five or six times yeah it's usually you know when we're just in the mood for something quick some and cheesy. campy yeah um campy pun <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe that's where they got that term um i give it a four a four yeah okay I mean, that's fair 
I'm a, yeah, I mean, honestly, I can't go much higher on the Gore score, so I'm only going to give it a 3 on the Gore score and then a 5 overall. Um, you don't actually see any of the deaths, but like Marty, when he gets burned by the, the giant stockpot water, the boy dying in the lake, and then he washes up on shore and he's got the snakes crawling out of his mouth, and then... You get Angela, she gets a, or not Angela, but Judy gets a, a I mean, you don't actually see it, but she gets a, a hot curling iron up the snooch. Yeah, um, her you would actually want to see it, because <laughs> she's just such a, a rotten little bitch. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to give it a three and a five. Nancy gives it a two and a four. Um, yeah, this was a very quick episode, only 40 minutes so far. But, uh, yeah, I'm... Yeah, there's not really much more to say about this one. I mean, mm-hmm. this—it's obviously one of those movies that you you gotta recommend. Or you, if you if you know somebody that likes Friday the Thirteenth, and they they like what's that other dumbass movie with Cropsy? Oh, uh, that's got Jason Alexander when he was a teenager. Geez, I was just thinking about that one. Um, that's another campy, um, campy. The Burning. Yeah. The Burning. Yeah. Stupid. Very stupid. Um. That one has a much higher, or much bigger all-star cast than this one. Like you said, Jason Alexander, it's got the guy that played the Indian on Short Circuit. I believe we've done, we did an episode on it oh. a long time ago. Way, way back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be like, if, if you get a, come across somebody that likes that movie and like other stupid horror movies, and even if you just like stupid, like summer camp movies, mm. like Meatballs and, you know, what have you. Anyway. Um, this would be a good a good thing to recommend. Just not as like a this is gonna win any Academy Awards because it absolutely will not. <laughs> but it um if 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 you have yeah, that it'll win a Razzie. <laughs> if if you have that desire that need uh to quench your um schlocky summer camp horror movie itch. Yeah. This will scratch that. It'll scratch the itch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's one. I mean. Any self-respecting horror fan should watch it just simply because of the end. Mel's wearing Cousin Eddie's shoes. <laughs> I think we the last <laughs> yeah. time we watched that, you mentioned that. Last time you saw him, you remarked about how much you liked mine. <laughs> oh, those are great, Dad. <laughs> Quite down, Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's you got to watch it if you're a horror fan. Um, it's not going to break any, you know, records for being the greatest movie out there, but much like this podcast, it's something that you should see a guilty pleasure. Listen to. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I said um a very lot in this episode. By the time I cut it out, there'll probably only be 35 minutes of actual uh, discussion. But we are Extreme Horror Replay Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at XHR underscore podcast. We do have a Patreon, and you will get the full uncut version of this episode on Patreon. Um, if you're just listening on the regular, then you'll you 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 won't hear all the ums and ahs and ends and you won't get the warts and, and all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we do have two spring out there. You can buy a shirt, you got a mug. We haven't showed off our our new Yetis. That well, Nancy found some yeah. Yetis online um, for pretty cheap, and we swagged them up with some of our stuff. I'm but... a Polish savant. I can find really <laughs> cool stuff for really low prices. And she can say that because she actually is Polish. <laughs> That's so, true. and I'm even more Polish than she is. So, <laughs> but um, 
Yeah. See, wait, wait, wait. Now, now, the DNA test says that I'm just Eastern European, so that could mean oh, a whole okay. lot of other other things. Well, you know, your dad was Polish. <laughs> Which makes oh yeah! You oh yeah! Yeah, he's definitely so, Polish. Uh, but yeah, we, yeah. Extreme Horror Replay. You can find us on all the major podcast platforms. If you don't want to subscribe to the Patreon, that is totally cool. But we would really appreciate if you rated us or reviewed us on uh, either Spotify or iTunes. But yeah, we're out there. You can tell everybody just to listen to see how dumb it is or something. I don't know. But uh, with all that, it could be a said, drinking game. The um. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> they'd be bombed by the end of the show every time ben says um take a drink <laughs> take a shot, <laughs> take I, a shot. I ran out of booze like half hour ago <laughs> so all right we're gonna let you go i got nothing else for you um there's a big one so you gotta take two shots for that one <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for listening kirk thank you for being our patron patron um let's see who else who who else should we thank uh nick and andy from slash you podcast we thank you very much for being our good friends little ben and Eamon from watching films on the toilet there's so many other ones but those are the two that we talk to the most um if, if you want a shout out you gotta like give us some good reviews <laughs> we but, scratch your back you'll scratch ours <laughs> kind of thing vice versa yeah, yeah. However it's worded. (laughs) But, all right, we're going to let you go. So be safe, be good to one another. We'll talk to you all next week. And then I'm going to turn it over to Nancy for her to say something. Um, I have nothing to say, but thank you very much. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. All right. We love you all. We'll talk to you later. Peace out, folks. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs)